This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions, facts and ideas about comedy. My name is Igor Monday. And I'm David Munoz. And today's topic is language in comedy, performing in a foreign language and using language as an instrument of comedy. Uh, so both of us, if you don't know by now, I'm from Croatia, David is from Australia. So that's how this podcast will go, actually. I will just sometimes pause for David to insert a word, like <laughs> where I need it. Uh, and we both perform in Moscow, in Russia, uh, which means that I perform in a foreign language, in English, and David also performs in Spanish, which is a kind of a foreign language. Sort of, yeah. Uh... It's a language I grew up with, but the language I'm most comf comfortable in and the one I think in is English. Right. So that's your like primary yeah. native language, right? Yeah. Uh, would you say that you are bilingual? Uh, yeah, I'm bilingual. I would say I am. Uh, it's just that my Spanish is of a lower level. Uh, like I can speak quickly. I can ad lib and all the rest like that. Like, you know, I just think off the top of my head. Like when I'm speaking in Spanish, I tend to think in Spanish. Uh, but sometimes it takes me a little while to get into that gear. I've noticed the older that I've gotten. Uh, but yeah, so I can use it fine. But it's just that when it comes to certain grammar and things, I make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I think uh, for me, it's kind of similar with English since I use English primarily on like day-to-day -day basis for the last nine years, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Do you think in English? I, this is such a strange question. Yeah. Like when people ask me, you know, this is, people ask me this a lot, like which language do you think in? Because obviously being from Croatia, my native language is Croatian, yeah. but now I live in Russia and I do speak and understand Russian and so on. Uh, so, but I, I spend most of my time speaking English because my yeah. friends and colleagues and hobbies and whatever require me to do so. And then... I don't... People ask me, like, which language do you think in? I don't know. Do you think in a language? I don't yeah, think in a language. I do. Really? Yeah, Because English. to me, language is... Like, I mean, the definition of a language, it's a way to encode a message right. to deliver it to the other person. So you what? You work on emotion. You're just like, you know, I feel it, and then I would place words to explain it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, func I function in ideas. Like, if I need to go to the supermarket, I don't tell myself, Igor, you need to go to the supermarket. I well, you obviously like, don't call yourself by your own name. That's crazy. You just say, I need to go to the supermarket. I don't say that. Why would I say it? I know I need to go to the supermarket. It's like a concept, like an idea. So basically, you're pure id. Yes. You're just pure id, no super ego. So your resultant ego is just id as well with a little super ego with commentary. like a Super narrator. ego, yes. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, little, 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 little super ego. Fair uh, enough. But yeah, so anyways... When I do perform in English, mm -hmm. I think in English. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you meant yeah. because I, well, I have to prepare the joke in English yeah. and I have to think how will it come out in English uh -huh. and what will be the words to use and the structure of the sentence and the setup and the punchline and so on. So when I perform, uh -huh. I do think in English just because I have to consider how will it sound to other people. All right, but what language do you dream in, Eagle? And do you dream? Um, <laughs> I mean, this is another fucking weird question. Like, this is what other people... Do you dream in language? Do you dream text? Do you dream... Do you, are you a book? Like, I dream in images. Like, no, I dream in things But happening. no one talks about you. You have a silent film, right? It's like Charlie Chaplin 24-7. But why brain. would they... I mean, even if they do talk, it can be... Like, you know, it can be in... 
hieroglyphs or something because I understand it's in my mind but I you understand hear, you don't hear the audio of course you don't hear the audio what do you have like a laugh track in your dreams no no but we, I hear languages they, they speak in a language I can tell the person in my dream is speaking in Spanish or in English or in Russian because sometimes I've even had dreams where people speak to me in Russian and it's Russian it's I know it's Russian and I can hear the words and later on when I wake up I go what was that word is that an actual real word and I can go check it out you're trying to tell me every day you wake up with this nightmare that people approach you and speak Russian even <laughs> though you live in Moscow and that's actually your daily life basically every every day is a harrowing experience man I, I, I don't know if I can handle it for I much longer <laughs> I think I'm taking some wrong drugs because I, I no you're not taking drugs that's your problem that is my problem because I don't dream in languages well, okay never mind okay well if any to the listener who's listening to this please you know underneath or leave comments basically explaining how much of a freak Igor is and that we all do this and he's the odd one but anyway let's continue how oh, whatever that's fine I'll I'm okay with that okay. I'm, I'm completely mute in my inner experiences uh, right. So when we talk about stand-up and comedy and doing it in a foreign language, so mm -hmm. I do it in English in Moscow, you do it in both English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. I have tried doing it in Croatian. I've done a couple of like open mics and stuff. Yeah. Didn't like it, didn't enjoy it. Uh, never tried doing it in Russian, even though people kind of ask me to do it and push me to do it and so yeah. on. So I've, I've had this experience for quite a long time for my whole six years of performing, of performing in a foreign language. Mm -hmm. So you just recently started performing in Spanish, yeah. maybe half a year ago, I guess. I don't think even that, was it? Maybe November yeah. or something? No, I think it was like August or something. Anyways, so what is the difference between performing in your native language, mm -hmm. which you've performed now for five years or something, and then your, let's say, second native language, but in which you're not that strong and not that fluent? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the, the hardest part is when you forget words. You know, you, you, you're halfway through saying something. And okay, in that case, yeah, I think you're thinking more along the idea. You know the idea of it and you know how to say it in English. I think the hardest part actually, yeah, it's when you forget those words or the word that you would translate it to, you realize, and especially if you do it at the last second, if you're doing it on stage, you realize that it doesn't work in that other language. That, that word has a different meaning. It's, you would use a different word. And then that different word, you don't remember. You're, you're like, oh crap, how would you say? Or you realize that the whole structure should have been different from the beginning. And you're just sitting there going, oh shit. Like now I've just, I've either got to say, excuse me, just scratch all that and let's start from the beginning. Cause I just realized this one word, is not the right word. I need to use the other one. And that does not work in this in this syntax. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people that we have in our club and so on yeah. here, and I guess everywhere around the world where you perform in a foreign language, like non-native language of the country, of the club you're performing in and so on. Yeah. Uh, so we have people here, like a lot of Russian people who yeah. do English comedy yeah. in Russia, which yeah. is, you know, like a strange concept to wrap your mind around to begin with, <laughs> like Russians performing for Russians in English yeah. and, you know, Lenin turning in his grave and all of that. Yeah. So uh, we have this one comic who is a very experienced, very professional comic in Russian, mm -hmm. but he's also doing English, I think, for the same amount of time, just not yeah. as often. And, and, you know, what he does still to this day, but what he did very early in the day, he would take his whole joke, 
Yeah. Copy paste Google Translate. Oof. Whatever comes out. That's a mistake. Use it. Yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes it was. It's very well. First of all, he's a very very funny guy. Yeah. So I think like. Uh, Are we talking about Vasily? Yes. Yeah. So if people like just get the idea that he's trying to convey, you know, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that he mispronounced the word or used yeah. the wrong tense or something. If they get the, the joke, yeah. it's still funny because it's a very funny joke. But the thing is, I remember once, uh, basically, I think what was uh, what happened was the, the very common thing that happens when you use Google Translate and such tools is that it misunderstood the word. Yeah. So you know how some words have two meanings or something yeah. like this. Like the translation depends on the context and whatever. Yeah. So one word that was like a crucial word in his like three-minute bit yeah. was mistranslated yeah so for example you know like i will tell you a story uh how i ate the tastiest bread in my life so i went into this machinery instead of bakery yeah right and i kept for three minutes i keep saying like and this machinery i saw this woman and 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 then in the end like he finished this three minute bit and he was like looking at the crowd and the crowd was looking at him and he goes the word is not machinery, is it? <laughs> you know, I guess just realized that like he totally like they didn't get anything just because of like one wrong word. Yeah, I've heard that. But I, to to give it to Vasily though, like in the beginning, yeah, I, I remember because he probably started doing it in English probably when I started performing in the beginning. So and he would pop in, and you could tell, yeah, he was using the Google Translate, and we were all just like, oh man, no, don't use Google Translate, you know. But I get the feeling that now because. I think that kind of became his persona on stage. He, I think now he actually makes some of those mistakes on purpose. I think he knows what it should be. And I think he might use Google Translate to see what comes out and then goes, oh, I'm going to stick with that or I'm going to mess this up on purpose. Because I think he uses that language. He uses the fact that his English is not that good to express it. Because, yeah, I've, I don't know. I, I get the feeling things have changed a little bit with him. Because now I'm just like, this is now his persona. This is now how he does it. I think... Russian guy with poor English might be his persona, but the fact that he writes mistakes in on purpose, I don't think he does. I think he's, I think he's better. Like yeah, yeah. He, his English is better than it was, and he can actually like understand what he's saying. Yeah, because he used to recite the lines he learned by heart mm-hmm. without knowing what he's saying. It was yeah, just, yeah. and now he knows what he's saying and stuff and so on. But I wouldn't say that it's on purpose. Still, the mistakes that he makes are yeah. still the mistakes that he makes. But right. I think this is. I agree with you that maybe the biggest. Because sometimes it happens for me. I mean, sometimes it's really hard to speak any language. You know, you just have a day when like your brain doesn't work. But especially since... when you don't think in a language, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> when you don't dream or think about stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for me, it's in, when when I perform in English. Sometimes I just can't. Like I need a word, yeah, or I need a phrase, or I need like an idiom or mm-hmm. something, and I just can't remember it. You know, mm-hmm. I know it. I definitely know it. If someone, if I'm watching someone else do this set, I wouldn't yeah. be like, what did he say? What is that word? I know the word, but I just like can't pull it up from my memory, you yeah. know? And, and I just go, well, luckily I've been now like a professional speaker or, or whatever you would call it for, I think like eight, nine years with mm-hmm. like different things like sales or teaching and so on, where I, my job is to speak. Yeah. So I know that... Even if I can't think of like a word I want, I can think of a replacement word or explain it in a different way without yeah. going, uh, 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 oh, uh, uh, my God, I forgot. I'm sorry, guys, I forgot. Oh, no, what is the word? You know, like, I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll just find another word yeah. that will mean almost the same thing or I will explain what I wanted to say and I don't let it 
disrupt my flow and rhythm and so on. But still, I wish I would always have the word that I need ready in my mind so I can use it where I want to use it. Yeah, and I think the problem with the second language is when you do hit that point where you don't know that word, the workaround is just as difficult. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. just like, crap, I, now I can't even properly explain what I'm trying to say because now I have to go, and especially in comedy, the whole point is trying to be as concise as possible. And it's just, yeah, you end up waffling on a tangent, which sometimes can work because it can be the funny thing. And I think that's what Vasily uses, but not. But the thing is, I think also it depends on, and I think this is a topic I've heard quite a few times in the last couple of months, actually. A lot of, now that I'm doing the Spanish and I've been talking to Sergio who, who sets it up and, and things like that. It's that whole, when you write a joke, you write a joke in one particular language, the voice in your head, if you have one. You think of the joke in that language, you write in that language. And the thing is, that's basically, that's the, the starting point. That, that's where it belongs. That joke belongs with those words that language, at that point. Yeah. And then when you try to do that same joke in a different language, a lot of times, especially if it works on wordplay and things like that, it does not work. It won't translate the same because you're trying to make the exact same setup and punchline, the exact same rhythm. And you're dealing with a different language with different length words, different expressions, different word order, even in some cases. It doesn't quite work the same. And I remember hearing, uh, I remember when I performed at Irkutsk and one of the guys who was opening for me, he he did a great set. It was really funny and everything like that. And I asked him, I said, oh, is this... Um, is this material that you've written in Russian and now you know, you've done to English? So I'm thinking, man, they translate it really right. great. And he goes, no, no, none of these jokes I've ever done in Russian because I wrote them in English. They are jokes for English, not for Russian. I've got jokes for Russian and they kill, but he had to write a whole new, he had a whole difference. He had two folders, he told me at home. One where his jokes that he came up with in Russian are written and jokes that he came up with in English that he'd written in another file and he, they don't mix. He doesn't mix them. He doesn't try that, the Russian jokes in English. He doesn't try the English jokes in Russian. He tried in the beginning a couple of times, didn't work. I think it, this depends largely on the style. Yeah. And what, because if you are, if your style is being very eloquent and well-spoken and so on, and you are, you know, kind of using language to your advantage, mm -hmm. you know, to describe some moments and situations and to set up some mm -hmm. joke and so on, then it's going to be hard if you are more... Because I, I saw, for example, Ivan Yavits. Mm -hmm. We mentioned him in some previous episodes, one of the godfathers of English comedy guy who started the whole scene and so on. I saw his same bit in three languages uh -huh. in like the same day or maybe in two days yeah. because he did like a Spanish show, English show and a Russian show. Yeah. And it worked in all three languages. Yeah. It's exactly the same bit. It worked in all three languages, but it's quite physical as well. He's yeah. talking about like dancing uh -huh. and you know this kind of body language oh, and so yeah, on. Bit. So it's I think language here is just a way for people to understand you. It doesn't play the yeah. role in the level of the in the how funny the joke is, the yeah. quality of the joke. It's just a yeah. way for him to express his idea, yeah. right? And I think in that kind of situation, but really, I think what we are doing here, many people do the same thing, and that might actually be the problem, not only from the comics, but from the audience, because a lot of jokes and a lot of bits and a lot of like everything is simplified so that you can say it yeah. and they can understand it. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah. which brings me to kind of our second point is not only performing in a non-native language, but yeah. also performing to non-native audiences. Mm -hmm. Because what we often have is my case 
or we have a person from Jordan, a person from Colombia, a person from Russia, yeah. and so on. People who is, uh, who do comedy in English, but English is not their native language. Yeah. And that's already like one hurdle, one obstacle, right? Yeah. I have to fight with myself to come up with the right words and describe the things in the right way and present yeah. the things with the right words. And then on the other end, we have the audience who is also Russian yeah. or expats or students or travelers and so on who can or cannot be from, don't have to be from an English-speaking country, yeah. which means that we have one language yeah. that's maybe native to 10% of the people in the room, uh -huh. or like you as a native speaker are performing to a room of 50 people yeah. that are all non-native speakers. Yeah. And then what happens is, and we had this conversation many times, you as a native speaker, it's, your, it's easy for you to perform in this language, uh -huh. so you speak fast, Yep. Use like some big words, you you know, like and, and it perturbs are, the people. It makes them perturbed. I, I must say. Yes, yes, that's uh huh. That that word, and, <laughs> uh, and 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 yeah, and it's it's actually, I think this is the real challenge. Yeah. To do specific level of comedy yeah. and some kind of intricate, sophisticated, convoluted jokes. Yep. While still using a foreign language that sometimes people not only that it's not their native language, but yeah. they struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for example, for you performing in English, which is your native language, mm -hmm. to non-native crowds and performing in Spanish, which is even you struggle a bit. Yeah. And then you have some natives, some non-natives in the crowd. Yep. What's the difference? Okay. The difference between those two. That, that's a bit tough. Okay. I'll actually start with the Spanish one because I was just thinking about that in my head. So, for example, last night I did it in Spanish. And there was a word I had to double check to make sure that I could use it. Now, the problem with this is it was just the Spanish word for warehouse, almacén. Now, the problem with that was it wasn't a punchline. It was just one part of the story. But it kind of set up the fact that this open air market was actually in a warehouse. And so I hadn't seen it and then I discovered it. So I used the word almacén. Now, the problem, there was a twofold problem, was the fact that one, the rest of the audience were not native speakers of Spanish. So I wasn't sure if they understood what almacén was. Because even my wife later on, when I explained it to her, she was like, what is the word for warehouse in Spanish? I said, it's almacén. She goes, oh, is it? Oh, okay. She didn't know. So if she'd heard it, if she had been in the crowd, she would have been completely lost as well. And but things, it's not a punchline. So you can't gauge from the laughter. Because sometimes if the word is in the punchline, they laugh, you go, oh yeah, they got it. They don't laugh, you think, oh, maybe that's not the right word. It was like what you were saying when Vasily was doing, you know, the machina thing. It's that. But because it's not the main part, it's part of the story. But then when they don't laugh at the end, is it, okay, did I screw up the punchline and that's not the right words? Or was there a word earlier on that is not making it, that they lost on and now it's not clear? So I think that is the double problem there. In English, it's sort of similar in that regard where you have to use words and you sometimes even have to explain words while on stage because if it's integral to the to the story you can't avoid it so you try to or you try to find a simplified word but then once again there's that whole but it just doesn't work as well as this word i need to use this i should use this word so sometimes you can find yourself either simplifying it or you end up changing it a bit or you end up saying fuck it and just doing it the way you want to do it and pretty much doing the whole Keep up or don't keep up. It's your issue. Here. Yeah. This is where you have to balance it. You kind of, at times you just go, look, I can't compromise. Otherwise, this is just not going to work. It's going to be a shitty joke that I don't really like. 
Uh, and why am I going to do that? Why am I going to perform that? It's like, I'm sorry, but hey, you know, maybe in a couple of months when you watch it, you'll be at this level where you'll go, oh, now I get that punchline. Yeah, yeah, I agree that here is, this is the decision you have to make. Mm. Either you go with what you want to go with, yeah. and you get like two people that understood it because their English is strong enough to understand it, and that's it, yeah. or Spanish or whatever, or you adapt it for the room, for the crowd, yeah. and simplify it or explain it or any other way, yeah. describe it or any other way you can transfer this idea to them so they would get the punchline yeah. in the end or whatever the setup. And I know people who do both, like we bring every month a foreign, professional mm -hmm. foreign comic. So we had several from England, Scotland and so on in like three, four months, five of them in a row, I guess. So, but they're used to performing for English speaking, like native English speaking audiences yeah. in their clubs on like festivals and so on. So for them, I think it was a bit hard yeah. to adjust to a room that, you know, first of all, you have to pace yourself. Yeah. You cannot, you have to enunciate. You yeah. have to, like, your dictation and so on needs to be... Because if you, like, swallow some sounds or words or some people are like, what is he... And not only that, okay, I didn't understand this one word, I lose the whole joke. But sometimes yeah. people get stuck stuck on something. Like, did he say... Oh, no, he didn't. Why would he say... Maybe he did say that. And you're going to lose 10 seconds of a joke and you're like, oh, shit, it's gone now. Yeah, you know? it's like... Wake me up when the next part, yeah. next joke starts, like and, the next bit. And I've noticed this in, in you when you perform in Spanish, you're slower mm -hmm. because you are thinking yeah. ahead and what to say and so on. Yeah. And I think for the non-native speaking audiences, this yeah. is good because it also gives them time to process and to think yeah, yeah. and so on. But on the other hand, I've met people like Byron yeah. who lived in China and performed in English there for a long time. And then we had him in Moscow as well. And basically, we asked him, like, are you sure? Because he speaks, he's Irish, and he speaks very fast, yeah. and so on. And we were like, are you sure that they will be able to understand that? And he's like, not my problem. Yeah. It's a stand-up show in English yeah. by an Irish man. If you don't speak English, why would you pay for the ticket? Why would you come? Yeah. You know, like, it's like me being like, oh, I've watched some anime, and I don't know, 20 words in Japanese, I'll go see stand-up in Japanese. Why would yeah. you do this to yourself if you are not yeah. uh, confident yeah. in your in your level of English, right? Yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to dumb it down for them. Like, well, yeah, exactly. Like, if I went to see a Spanish concert... Now, I have watched Spanish stand-up uh, on t TV. And, yeah, there are times, or on YouTube, there are times where I'm, I'm lost. I get totally lost. That's my problem, you know? That's where, thank God for YouTube, I rewind. Uh, and watch it and listen and go, what the hell? What the, uh, nope, still again, rewind. Subtitles, do they have subtitles? But at this point, yeah, it's it's like, I'm not gonna, I don't want them to, to do basic, it'd be like asking Van Gogh, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit colorblind. I don't see red on green. So can you, you just, just use two use colors? Red? Just yeah. use two colors. Yeah, just to, or just don't put any green on any red, but it's it's murder in, in a field on a spring day. Yeah, just without the blood. It's like, what? Spring day murder. Yeah. Okay, no green and no red, please. Can, <laughs> yeah. we, can yeah. we have that? Yeah, but I mean, on the other hand, you're not doing them a favor. You're doing yourself a favor. Yeah. Because as a comic, what mm. I want the most is to get people to, to laugh. laugh. Yeah. And to get to people, to, if I go, you know, like if I have a 10 minute bit and they just can't understand 30% of the words I'm saying, yeah. not only that, you know, they just don't understand me. I'm a, I'm an unrecognized genius. Mm -hmm. No, but like I didn't do my job. Yeah, yeah, because true. my job is to make them laugh. And that's, that's why I realized quite early on, because how I started doing stand-up in Moscow was one-liners. Yeah. And a lot of one-liners are like puns, 
mm-hmm. wordplay, yeah. twists mm-hmm. on some idioms and so on. And I just realized it just doesn't fly. Because yeah. people just don't understand. They don't understand the, the double entendre, you yeah. know, the innuendo, the yeah. whatever. Like, they just don't get it because it's just... It's different it's, in their language. It's Yeah, it's different in their language. Plus, that's like real proficiency of a language if you can yeah. catch such like subtle, you yeah. know, kind of quips and so on. So I think very early on understood that telling kind of telling stories giving examples comparisons and so on Mm. is what works for a non-native speaking crowd and then i think it's also on one hand on the other hand it's like don't compromise your art and so on Mm. if you if it's an english stand-up show speak english fluently to them and so on yeah Uh, but on the other hand i see that when i did travel and do shows in different countries in i don't know like georgia in finland in slovakia in you know like in budapest wherever like you know people who have very different experience with English. Like yeah. some started learning English, I don't know, like two years ago in their country or something mm-hmm. like that, and so on. It's very easy for all audiences to understand my jokes because my jokes are non-native audience ready. Aha, uh-huh, right, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so another thing, like talking about making it ready for certain things, like for example, yeah, if I, performing in English, if I do use a big word and if I catch it on stage, like I've realized I've just spouted the big word, like perturbed, um, then I might use a couple of synonyms straight after and try to turn it into like a three-word punch, you know, the three bombs. So it's like, I was really perturbed, confused, a little bit worried about da-da-da and kind of mix it into that joke so that it's like, look, if you got two out of those three words, you know what the gist is. Or even if you just get one, you realize they're synonyms. So you can basically go, oh, it's, it's around confused. It's sort of like confused. Okay, whatever, keep going. You know what I mean? So sometimes that, that is a way of doing it. I think getting around. And the other way that I use is, as I'm kind of well known for in the comedy scene, physicality. I'm, I do physically act out pretty much all my jokes. You know, I, I bring emotions. I bring that. So if I'm saying the word perturbed, I'm also showing it in, on my face, that confused look and, and really exaggerate. So that the people, even if they don't get the exact word, they know what I'm on about. They get the feeling. Yeah, I mean, for that kind of style that you do, yeah. like the kind of acting out your story as well, mm. that then the language is not that crucial because they can anyways kind of figure it out. Yeah. But if you are doing... Mitch Hedberg style. Yeah, or... yeah. If, if you are if, if you're a one-liner, like yeah. I try doing and so on, then the word is really important, you yeah. know. So basically for me, I can say that I have, let's say, out of all my jokes, maybe 80% of the jokes are the jokes I tell here mm-hmm. regularly at our club here in Moscow or when we go to neighboring cities, to other cities in Russia and so on. Out of those 80%, maybe 50%, yeah. well, I mean, 50% of all my jokes, right, mm-hmm. I can use abroad because yeah. they are not like Moscow specific or something yeah. like Russian specific and so on. And the other 20 that are not part of this 80 yeah. are jokes that I hope to one day do for a native speaking crowd because I think that they are like good jokes that have really good idea, premise, punchline, twist, whatever. Yeah. But I've tried doing them here and they never work because people don't understand them. Ah. Not that they don't understand the, the joke. They don't understand me. Yeah. You know, they, they, just don't, they, don't, they don't get your genius, Eagle. They don't no, get your no, genius. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's not it. They don't get my 
words. Yeah. You know, because okay. in order to see your genius. Correct? Yes. yes. But <laughs> because I have a joke where the whole idea of the joke revolves around the phrase you can't polish a turd. Oh yeah, I've heard you doing this one. And like I've I've tried doing it maybe three, four times in Moscow over like three years. And each time I ask because for me, it's imp- they need to know this phrase to get yeah. this joke. Yeah. So I ask, like, clap if you know what the phrase you can't polish a turd means. And yeah. I get out of 50 people, two claps. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of people who think they know what it is. Yeah. Like, or maybe two native speakers of English or maybe yeah. two very, like, fluent speakers of English and so on. So yeah. to, for me to continue doing that joke then for those two people and the rest, I mean, it's a very short joke. It's like a 30-second joke. Yeah. But it's still, it feels like, and then I, I, I worry about making them feel dumb or insecure yeah, okay, or, you know, yeah. because, you know, I'm doing a joke and, like, these two people will laugh and the rest of people would think, like, oh, I'm, am, am I the problem? You know, mm-hmm. I can, can I... I can't understand English now. Yeah. Like, why are they? Why I can't laugh at this stand-up show I came to laugh yeah. at, and so on. And that's why I stopped doing such jokes that are like too much for non-native audiences. So you're Sadly. censoring yourself for the, In a way. the point of yeah. Well, sometimes you have to. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that there are times where obviously you you have censored yourself, and now you're just waiting. Oh. Oh, okay, so you're waiting for the moment to do them. When we were online and you performed at those American clubs and things like that, did you try those? No, because it wouldn't be like it, and when we were performing online and when I was trying like different shows around the globe, basically, yeah. I was trying some material that I was thinking. So it wasn't language based. Mm-hmm. It was more like, would they understand the background, like culturally yeah. uh, or social differences and so on? Would yeah. they understand this joke? if they haven't lived in a Eastern European country yeah. or if they haven't been a part of this system, if they're not expats or if they're not, you know, so I was trying out some material. I was curious to know, will it work abroad? Not yeah. necessarily in an English speaking country, but just abroad, yeah. because if you are a person who was born and raised and lived their whole life in, I don't know, California, mm. will you get a Croatian man speaking about life in Moscow? Mm. Will it be something that you can laugh or even relate to. Yeah. So this is what I was test- testing mostly, not the language-based jokes. But yeah. I think one day, you know, on something like Fringe or something, when I'll have like three weeks run <laughs> to test like different material on different whatever showcases, open mics and so on, I would like to take that 20% of my jokes that never worked in Moscow and finally... Find out that they never worked yeah. with an English audience either and yeah. that they just suck. Well, yeah, either they're shit or... They just need people that can understand these jokes. Which brings me to the last point I wanted to actually ask you about. Do you think that the language matters? Not not like the fluency and mm-hmm. this on, but the language itself in mm-hmm. like writing, performing, structuring jokes. I think it depends on the style of comedy that you're doing. If you are doing, like you were saying, idioms, punchlines, like, you know, short form, all that sort of thing then language is gonna make a difference. If you're a storyteller, less so, because you can find ways of telling a story in any language, right? Uh, I think this is why, like for example, I asked a similar question to Eddie Izzard about whether he had any problems translating his material, you know, does he have to account for the culture? And people were like, but what about the culture? And he's like, it doesn't make a difference. Because if you listen to his material, it's not necessarily cultural specific. It is, in the sense he talks about England and stuff like that, but the way he does it, the way he tells the story, it's not, it doesn't actually have to matter that much on on the words used as such. Like as in, it's his style of delivery. And he's just talking about historical facts and then making laugh of them. 
making fun of them or pop culture references at the Star Wars and things like that. It's just general stuff that you can explain in any language. He just does it in a very particular way. That's his way of doing it. So for him, he was saying there was no problems using any kind of language. If you took someone like Mitch Hedberg or maybe even Stephen Wright and all these kind of comedians, yeah, translating their stuff would be a lot harder. I agree with this, but I think even in kind of simple in sitcoms or something yeah. like this, like films, like comedies and so on, I think I think English is a good language for comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a good language for comedy. It's well, kind of, where it can... started with stand-up. Stand-up did start from America. Exactly. Well, first of all, it's the original language of comedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of stand-up comedy at least. Yeah. But it's also, I think, it's it's good for puns or wordplay or changing the order of words or some kind of synonyms that sound or mean the same thing like it can play with the language it's very it's an easy language to build a joke with and i think maybe spanish is similar because i've been to many of like the spanish shows that we have at our club and so on i think because it's also i think spanish might be like the easiest language in the world and like this esperanto that they made like the fake language is basically spanish and english together because it has so many words that even if you've never heard it you can assume what it is because it's just it sounds so simple like so natural i don't know and then i think on the other hand like for example as i said i tried doing some shows in croatian and I did my same jokes. So I wasn't trying to do some super eloquent, yeah. uh, sophisticated jokes. I was doing the same jokes, but I just didn't, f- I just don't feel mm. creation is a good, but there is a different, we have this like official creation, which yeah. is very not like, it's not funny at all. And then we have kind of like the way people speak, especially if you go like, I don't know, to like a small town, the way you would talk to your neighbor yeah. and so on, which I think can be funny because it's mostly that kind of, Simplified? Simplified, yeah, lowbrow language yeah. that, you know, people speak to each other and that's why people can relate to that stuff. Well, what but, about that, that Croatian guy who came to visit, Peja? Yeah. Uh, how, how is he? Because obviously I don't understand Croatian, but he's well known in Croatia. He's famous yeah, yeah. for his he just, in Croatian. Yeah, he just released like three comedy specials of like hour and a half, Ooh, like very, very good production, production <laughs> and so on. Well, it's kind of his life's work. Yeah. He's doing this for, I don't know, 20, 25 years and whatever. Yeah. So he put it all in like these three specials and recorded them and so on, which I think is, they're really good. Yeah. I mean, the quality and so on. But for me, it's not about the comic or his jokes. It's just about the language. Just about the language. For right. me, I, I can watch, you know, I can I can watch an average comedian mm. perform in English and enjoy it much more than an excellent comedian performing in Croatian just mm. because it sounds, it feels be- like right, you know? Yeah. And then what I wanted to say is that's why I never tried doing Russian either because not only it's a foreign language to me, same mm. as English. Well, I'm way more fluent in English than in Russian, but also I don't think it's a language for comedy. It just doesn't, you know, because in English, sometimes you can just say a word and it can mm. be a punchline and you're like, ha, 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 no. And yeah. I remember like this funny scene in Borat, the first movie, when he was trying to learn this knot joke. Ah, oh, like, yes, like, yes. Yeah, the timing I'll, of the knot. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will go to your, I don't know, wedding. Not, you know, yeah. like this. But, and, and then I think because the language is so simple, English is so simple that you can, or some things, it's also the language of pop culture. It's the language yeah. of these things. So I was watching something recently i think in a cinema in english and it had subtitles in russian right right so it was something like i think for example it wasn't this but for example the word was like potheads yeah and 
two main characters were like, are you really giving this serious responsibility to two potheads like us? Yeah. Something like this. And it was kind of funny because, you know, it, it is what it... So there, there were yeah. like two kind of lazy weed-smoking guys that were giving some serious tasks. For example, something like this. Yeah. But then in the translation it said, are you really giving this task to two men who smoke weed? You know, and it does so funny though. Yeah, but it's not. But it doesn't. Not as punchy. Yeah, yeah, because like to two potheads, and they kind of, you know. Yeah, and but, it, you fill in what does pothead mean? Yeah, you're the one that fills it. You automatically know, and you can imagine it. While on the other hand, here they literally have to spell out to you that these are guys who smoke weed on a regular basis, and they probably should not be trusted with some responsibility exactly. because they smoke weed on a regular basis. <laughs> da, da, da. Exactly, it's too yeah. descriptive. It's too simplified, and it's just. It, it, you don't get that aha yeah. factor when you get the joke because they just told you what the joke is. Yeah, yeah. It's not, well, like I said, it's not punchier. It's not as punchy. But I don't know. I, I think sometimes maybe maybe different types of humor are different in different, are better in different languages. So, for example, here in Russian, uh, I don't know, but uh, I've been told a lot of times on many Russians in trial, I haven't gone to that level in my learning Russian yet, but, you know, they're like, you can make words. It's like German where you can put words together, you know, with this long word. With these, all these suffixes and prefixes, which means you can use this word in a whole new way. So, from what I understand, Russian is very inventive in the sense of that's why Dostoevsky and Pushkin, all of them, are very famous, well known, but they are held to translate into English because of this whole language is completely different logic behind it, and there's a different way of thinking about it. So, in a way, maybe if maybe the problem is not well, the problem is you can't translate the joke from the other. You have to create a new style of comedy for Russian, in a way. Like, the best style of comedy would be a style that is just for Russian. Like, you can do the other ones, but the, the one to really, really get the flavor of the language, you would have to create a style where it takes advantage of that. And I think because stand-up comedy, and as we know it, was developed in America, spread to other English-speaking countries first, uh, being there for decades before it started translating over into other places. But it was born with English. So it was developed to take advantage of the the advantages of English. It used English as its basis. So how, you're not going to create a style where English doesn't work. And I think maybe it's, it's that sort of thing. Maybe that's the problem, is that everyone is trying to do English-style comedy based with the English structure, which is of course best in English. And what they need to do is develop their own style. And in time they might, it's like hip hop, hip hop American style. It went to other countries. Everyone tried to copy the American style. They sounded American, they used American accents. They talked about American life and gangster life. They tried that in Australia. It does not work. It's like, no, what? You're a, you're a gangster in the, no, you're not. You're, you're from the Western suburbs of Sydney. Like, no, you're, you're, that's not that. You're a surfer, man. Yeah, it's like, what the hell are you on about? Like, you know, cruising down with your crew and the bitches and hoes. No, you got to find your own style. Yeah, I agree with this, I think. And I think in, in different kind of formats. I know in Germany they have this kind of format of comedy where it's something like stand-up, but not really. Yeah. It's like more like a TED Talk meets stand-up. Like yeah. people speak, it's like spoken. Well, people speak, mm -hmm. but it's also funny, but it's not really stand-up. In Russian, they had something similar also before actual stand-up came. Uh, so I think there were some original formats yeah. for each language that utilize this language much better. Like yeah. they maximize the flexibility and the yeah like 
the strengths. They, they use the strengths of that language. Yeah, like yeah. in this case, that style developed to take advantage of the strengths of Russian. The Germans created theirs that took, you know, the strengths from their language, you know. And that's what stand-up comedy does for English. The problem is that, yeah, you know, when you go and try to do it in a different language, unless it's a language similar to English, along the same logic and, and principles, uh, it's not going to quite... It's going to be harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. And one one final thing on this topic that I wanted to mention. Oh, you just can't very, let it go. No, I can't because <laughs> it it ties in with this and with the previous thing we talked about. Uh -huh. So there is a stand-up club here in Moscow, stand-up store that does yeah. Russian shows, mm -hmm. and then they have an open mic which features. I think it used to feature like twenty or twenty-five comics uh -huh. on one show. Now it's maybe fifteen, whatever. Yeah. And I remember once I went there to just watch it with some friends or whatever, mm -hmm. and two of our regular performers, that two Russians that perform in English re mm -hmm. regularly in English for years, they went to do this open mic in Russian. Right. And even though there were some people who are doing maybe was well, maybe their like third open mic or something like this, like some yeah. comics. What do you mean call them comics? You know, like just people who try and comedy and whatever. Yeah, yes. uh, they were still out of those 20, two of them were the worst. But they're not, they're not the least funny people. Right. But they literally took their English jokes yeah. and told them in Russian. And it doesn't work. And it just did. Not that the jokes didn't work. Yeah. The audience was like, this is so different than other 18 people who wrote their jokes in Russian. Yeah, yeah. So it just felt out of place. It felt yeah. different. Because I think also the rhythm of delivery, of yeah. like, you know, the melody of the language, yeah, all yeah. of these things. If I take now one of my jokes that I've been telling for five years, and it's a good joke that gets laughs, yeah. and I know where to pause, I know where to enunciate, I know which word is a punchline, which yeah. word is a little tag that can be, etc., etc. And then I try and tell it in Croatian, yeah. it might bomb completely, not yeah. because it's not a funny joke, but because that language yeah. is not the language of that joke. Yeah, and this is what I mean. They're trying to shoehorn the English. And this is what I'm saying. Uh, in a way, you actually have the advantage now, you freak. Because you don't think in a language, you think in emotions and feelings and just the vibe, man. Just the vibe. Because you do it that way. I when think you get... in ether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. keep sucking on the ether, buddy. So the, you work on like... The, so basically for you, it's the feeling, it's the concept... A general concept and then you think in English and you write it out in English right well in this case all you have to do is then probably for you you wouldn't translate the joke word for word like Google Translate instead you go back to the original idea and then how does it come out of my mouth in Russian for example or Croatian forgetting the lines forgetting even the order you didn't you'd have to go back to the the principle, the ether of it, the ethos of it, or the, the, the freaking core, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. But but you would now call me an even bigger freak. And But another advantage of personally mine in this case is that I don't write my jokes at all. Uh -huh. So all my jokes are ideas. Yeah. You know, when I, I have jokes that I've been telling for three or four years, they were never written down. Like mm -hmm. I've never had them in any, like on a paper or computer or whatever, they were never written down. Yeah. They are the ideas in my mind. Yeah. So I can just you know, tell the same story yeah. in a different language. Yeah. And probably it's going to come out better mm. because it's not tailored for yeah. this language. It's exactly. just an idea that I can express yeah. in a different language. Yeah, I think that wraps it up nicely. Yeah, Basically, agreed. just, uh, you know, forget your language and uh, go from the core. Yeah. And stop dreaming. <laughs> stop dreaming. All right. Quiz time? Yeah, let's okay. go. Okay, let's do the quiz time. Hit me. All right, so I want you to name this joke. This joke has a name, all right? 
It started from the vaudeville era. So that's late 1900s, all right? It is considered one of the old jokes, uh, especially because stand-up came from vaudeville. So it's probably one of the first original sort of stand-up jokes. It's kind of a cult joke. It's the joke that all comedians know. It's sort of like the joke of jokes. And it's all, and many multiple, there are even parties, comedians and performers, not just comedians, but also actors and things. When they have parties, they have parties named after this joke because the idea of these parties is that everyone says the same joke, but it's about how you say it. Who can perform it the best? Who can deliver it the best? Because the whole point is that the, the setup of the joke, the long, long setup is where the joke is funny. There's a punchline, which is the name of the joke. So really everyone generally knows the punchline before you hear it. But the point is, it's how you deliver the joke. And this joke is known for being, it's where you make it the most vulgar, disgusting joke. Involved, people usually involve rape, incest, bestiality, coprophilia. I just listened to one oh, it's, guy tell it, jokes. It's, it's your mom. Ha ha ha. So the whole point is though here, what is the name of this cult joke? This joke, this underground, it only became kind of widely known in 2001. Until then, it was sort of like this bit of a secret. It was like the, the inside thing. Unless you were an actor or a comedian, you probably never heard of this joke. Well, I've never heard of this joke. So are you calling me... Are you, are you saying fake, I'm, either, I'm either an actor nor a comedian? comedian. How dare what? you? Uh, well, it's it sounds something like your mom joke, which can be a punchline mm -hmm. for anything, mm -hmm. or like knock knock, which is a setup for anything. Yeah. And so one of those, right? No, no. I no, mean, no. It, it, it's clo it, it more closely resembles a Shaggy Dog story, but it actually has a punchline. Unlike a shaggy dog. And the punchline is the name of the that's always yeah. the same. The punchline is the same. Well, you, Your job people is to do think change of the punchline. The... People do change the punchline to fit the era sometimes. Okay. But it's known by its original name, the original kind of aim of the joke. I'll I'll go with your mom. Okay, no, it is called the Aristocrats. Have you ever heard of this joke? I have not. Yeah, it is kind of, like I said, there's even parties. People, comedians and actors have had parties based on it and they all get together and it's about who can tell the most disgusting, raunchiest, in-your-face version. The whole point is it shocks the hell out of you. Um, and if anyone's interested, uh, okay, so question number two based on this, all right, yep. is that, uh, so this joke, like I said, um, was kind of became widely widely known in the world after 2001, well, in 2001, actually two months after the 9-11 attack in America, uh, a video was posted of this joke being performed, right? And it was uh, for a particular recorded event. Can you guess the event? Two months after 9-11, 9-11 September, Mm. So that's like end of the year. Yeah. So it's not like Oscars or something. That's usually February or like Emmys yeah, yeah, or no, something no. like this. No, but you, you're kind of, yeah, I like where you're going with this. It's, is it the award ceremony of some no, sort? No, 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 it's not an award ceremony, but it is a ceremony. You're right. It was part of a ceremony. 2001? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's the kind of ceremony that you quite like, actually. Oh, wow. Is it your mom? <laughs> we um, are really going to go with that one, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> Is it, I don't know what it could be, M Miss Universe? No. Wow. <laughs> wow, that says a lot there. Uh, are you objectifying women much there? Huh? No, no, that's not something <laughs> I watch every year. What's well, something that you like, I said? Well, I don't know. This is the first ceremony that came to my mind. I mean, ceremony, some kind of yeah, you know, yeah, event. Yeah. 
Uh, what happens at the end of the year in November in an English-speaking country? It, presumably, the time of year is unimportant. It can be done at any time. So it's not a fixed event. Oh, okay. Is it an annual event? Nope. No. It's just an event that people sometimes do. Like a roast of someone? Yes! It was a roast. Oh, okay. Can you guess of who? 2001. Mm. It was one of those Comedy Central roasts? Possibly. I don't know. So it would be someone like... It was for the Fries Club. It was a Fries Club roast. Is it a comedian or just no. a public figure? Public figure. So it was a roast of David Letterman. <laughs> no, Hugh Hefner. Oh, okay. That was... And it was performed by Gilbert Gottfried. Ah, and that's the one I was listening to on the way here to hear what the actual, his version of the aristocrats and oh my God. Oh, it goes bad. Oh, it goes so bad. At one point you're just like, oh dear Lord, no, 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 God, no. Because that's the whole point. You take it as far as you can. All right. So your questions then. I have a two part question for mm -hmm. you as well. It relates a little bit to the topic of languages. Mm -hmm. Well, words, let's say. So, you know, Louis C.K., obviously. Yep. And so his name is Louis mm -hmm. and his last name is, or whatever, like C, like CK as yeah. initials. Why? Do you know why? Uh, well, I'm guessing because he actually has a Spanish surname or something. It's Spanish related. I think the C is Carlos, isn't it? Or So you think it's basically initials of his yeah. two last names or something like this? Oh, actually, no, that's a good point. It could be like a, a fun little nickname or something and it's just abbreviated as ck oh, unless so no wait unless his last name is actually ck so you think it's a different spelling for the same word yes yeah, so, so i think it's something to do with it's either a nickname it's an abbreviation of a nickname like the, the initialism of a nickname or it's actually some no but ck doesn't sound like a surname so no so i'm gonna say think, no, you think like as in like his nickname is i don't know combat dick for example because Dick starts with K. Okay, right. Uh, yeah. Combat King. Yeah. Right? Something Combat like King. Yeah, something like that. And then right. it's like Louis Combat King, but yeah. since you wouldn't or, use that. Actually, the other reason where I would say, like the original one that I thought is his name is based on the fact that he's an he's actual, because I know he's part Mexican, actually. Like he's, he's yeah, he, he actually has Mexican Are we talking heritage. about the same person? The ginger, yeah. <laughs> white ginger yeah. comedian? Yeah. Yeah, he even makes fun of it in some of his stand-up. The fact that, you know, he, he doesn't look it. But he actually has some Mexican background. I think his grandmother or something like that. Uh, or his grandfather. And hence, maybe some of his names... It, it's like Charlie Sheen, you know? He, his real name is Carlos Esteban. Mm -hmm. Esteban. Yeah. And only his brother Emilio actually just said no. But even his father uses Martin Sheen, even though his name is something like Martinez uh, Esteban or something like that. Or, no, no. No, what is it? Munch? Yeah, something like that. So Sheen is a made-up name. Julio Esteban. Yeah, something Isn't really it? like that. I yeah, think something it, like that. It yeah. rings a bell, like Julio yeah. Esteban. Yeah, and when you find out, you're like, really? That's a Julio? And yeah. yet he's played like, you know, the typical white uh, American president. And you're just like on West Wing and you're just like, but he's actually Julio. <laughs> right, so you were close. You were very close. And then you decided not to go with that option. Yeah. But CK is actually his last name. But it's not oh. C dot K dot. It's yeah. C K. Yeah. But oh, it's okay. a it's a Hungarian last name, oh. and it's because he didn't like the spelling. Yeah. Because I think when they transliterated it, when yeah. his like grandparents moved yeah. two centuries ago and whatever, so they spelled it like S E Y K something. Yeah. And people would kind of say K. Like, well, how yeah. do you read that? And he was like, you read it like this. You put C and K like initials, yeah. and you read it C K. 
And that's yeah. why. So it's his actual last name. Okay. And then a follow-up question. Okay. So my last name. Oh, fuck. It's Igor Monday. Yeah. And, and Monday obviously, is fake. Obviously, Monday is not my real last name. Yeah. But why do I use the, why why do I use like a stage name like yeah. a pseudonym? And where does Monday come from? Okay, why use a pseudonym? Well, because, you know, obviously you're embarrassed of your background and culture. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, <laughs> no. Exactly. Okay, you, you answered that one. What about the... Why Monday? Uh, Monday. Monday. Um, mm, mm. Well, I know you use it as a DJ name. Like okay, DJ well, I use, it, I use it as, as anything, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, like, my social media, my accounts, yeah. you know, even, like, if I'm buying something online in a shop... Yeah, and it says like name surname. I will write Igor Monday. Mm. You know, like so. I use it as as everything. I use it as my name. Yeah, really. Now the obvious thing is to go with the day Monday. Yeah, as in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Is it related to the days of the week? It's it is Monday as yeah. a, as Monday. But you write it you write it with an e instead of a y. Yeah, but just so it just so it doesn't look like the day of the week. But right. it's it's it is the same word. Yeah, yeah, and it has okay. the same meaning right. as that word. Uh, okay, um, Monday, uh, I don't know, because it's the day after Sunday when you take a rest and you want to get back into the action, I don't know why you chose Monday out of all the days, well, now, Monday, where, where does, where, etymologically speaking, where does this word Monday come from? Now, Wednesday is named after Odin, Thursday is named after Thor, Saturday is named after Saturn and Saturnalia, and Sunday is the sun, which is religious in meaning, so Monday comes from God knows what. I have no clue. You know what? I don't think I will tell you, actually. <laughs> Let's leave this piece of trivia for some, like, trivia about Monday in Munoz episode where okay. I will actually share the origin of my... I thought maybe you know, and then I would I have like, heard the story. I'm sure I heard the story. And now, I think actually I overheard the story where you were telling it to someone else, but it was like outside the club. So I was in the middle of another conversation. I was trying to go, hey, what the hell? Why is he called Monday? And then someone distracted me. And then I was like, ah, and I missed it. But I can tell you why I use a pseudonym. It's because you're... Kind of, right? It's not that I'm ashamed of my background and heritage, <laughs> but it's that my real name, last name is like a Croatian last name that is hard to spell in English yeah. or even in Russian and pronounce. And I would think like people will never remember this. Yeah. Like they will see me once and they will say maybe, oh, that guy was funny. And then in two days they'll be like, what was that guy's name? I cannot remember that last yeah. name. Yeah. So that's why just to simplify it for non-Croatian audiences, yeah. like just take a common word. And people do have last names like that. Like, I don't yeah. know, Hollywood. Potato. You know, like people have Peter poor, Potato. Poor, poor, poor Peter Potato. Oh, what a guy. Let's move on to our final section and share some recommendations. Mm -hmm. And let me start mm -hmm. by recommending. And this is something that I think is groundbreaking. It mm -hmm. is a Netflix special in English, mm -hmm. produced completely in English, by a non-native English-speaking comic. Mm. And I'm not sure is he first. There might be some others. I don't want to claim something yeah. that I'm not sure of. But I think it's it's really it's it's a great thing to record a full one hour special by Netflix in English by mm -hmm. a comic who's not a native English speaker. I mean I think it's groundbreaking, it opens doors for many other things. Yep. It's done by oh I'm gonna mispronounce this Ari Eltjont El El Eltjont. Uh, Ari, Ari from Iceland, 
Basically, let's, let's just say that we're going to put the name in the description of this podcast episode, so you can look it up and, and just you know. Use I YouTube. think if you do look up Ari Iceland stand up, you will get him because he's out of eleven people in Iceland, <laughs> the only stand up comedian with his name, probably. Yeah. But. I think it's a great achievement and I've seen him on some other things like some British TV programs and so on when I mean he's completely fluent in English as many Scandinavians are you would not yeah. even notice that it's not his native language yeah. but it but it actually is mm. which means that I think it's a great achievement and it really gives some hope that mm. you know maybe not myself but someone else like a non-native English speaking comedian who uses English primarily yeah. and for his shows for touring for whatever can one day record a one hour special and be on Netflix as well alright very good well for me because we're discussing languages and using languages and things like this I'm actually going to re recommend uh, a TV series that came out this year I believe it is Netflix and it came out this year in 2021 so literally this year it only came out a couple of weeks ago Hosted by Nicolas Cage, it's the history of swear words. And actually, it's really cool to watch. It's, it talks about the etymology, where these words come from, how they became swear words, because words don't generally start as swear words. They evolve into them. And it talks about like kind of like the life cycle and when they go up, when they reach their peak, when it goes down, how meanings change. How do you end up meaning like double meanings? How do you know which one to use? How to use it? And what's really great about it is it talks to... A bunch of professionals such as linguists and historians and things like that. People who actually, they're one, one woman, her, her job, she worked for Merriam-Webster and her category was swear words. That was what she worked on in the dictionary to make sure that they were properly explained. They take it seriously. But then it interviews and, well, not exactly interviews, but they give their opinions of all these people who use these words on a regular basis. And pretty much all of them except for one is at some, in some way, a comedian, either a stand-up comedian, performs comedy on television, you know, does some sort of comedy stuff. So, for example, discussing these words are Sarah Silverman, Nikki Glaser, Patty Harrison, Open Mike Eagle, Joel Kim Booster, DeRay Davis, London Hughes, Jim Jeffries, Zainab Johnson, Baron Vaughan, Nick Offerman, and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is the only one of them who doesn't have stand-up comedian or just comedian in his profile. I'm sorry, did you say Open Mike Eagle? That's his name. He, it's, it's actually Michael something or other, but he actually calls himself Open Mike Eagle. Yep. He's a stand-up comedian. And next time someone asks me, why did you choose a stupid name like Monday? I'll be like, yo, talk to my friend Open Mike Eagle over there. <laughs> yeah. and, like, he has some explaining to do. Monday is a perfectly fine word. Yeah, Open exactly. Mike Eagle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I even Show, when I was writing, show, I was like, oh, showcase Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> open up. <laughs> open a bob. <laughs> yeah. So that was just War, warm up wolf. <laughs> What's your name? I'm a warm up wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bob would be better with backup Bob. Backup Bob. <laughs> I'm backup Bob. Just in case someone else doesn't show up. I'm always ready. Feel our giraffe. <laughs> yep. So anyway, but the, the series is really interesting. It's a lot of fun. Nicolas Cage is hosting it and it's perfect for him. And yeah, so I really recommend it. It's a bit of fun. And uh, especially if you're learning English, because that's one thing the textbooks generally don't teach you is how to use swear words properly and the different meanings they can have and what context to use them in. All right, we'll check it out. Yeah. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us on the Comedy Kiosk podcast, uh, the topic about languages 
and comedy, how comedy is used in language, how language influences comedy. I've been David Munoz. And I'm Igor Monday. And we hope to hear from you. Well, I hope you hear from us next episode. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>